You're about to experience Filling the Air with Words, version 2.0, honoring Jane Shannon, who co-created this sometimes snarky, sometimes profane, usually entertaining, conversational podcast. Tara Jade Nichols, astrologer currently located in Portland, Oregon. We met a few months ago at a conference and she was really interesting. And astrology to many people is very interesting to some people, right? They're like probably thinking, why are you talking to an astrologer about (laughs) COVID-19? This just seems stupid, Robert. Why are you doing this? Tell me why I'm doing this. Well, astrology has been around for over 5,000 years, if not longer, uh, that we know of. Uh, And basically, the ancients used it as a map, as a blueprint to understand what's going on, you know, in the stars, because what's happening, you know, as above, so below. And so we are just kind of the microcosm of the macrocosm. So being able to understand the the planetary alignments and how they're influencing us um, helps us to be able to validate and make sense of what's going on in the world around us. Do you think this situation right now is something we can make sense of? Absolutely. And I say that because, you know, there is a giant conjunction happening in the sky right now that I like to call the great transformation. And that is the meeting of Jupiter, Pluto and Saturn in the sky in the sign of Capricorn. And so, you know, the last time this happened was 733 years ago. So that gives you some kind of idea of how you know, it's, it's not common that it happens and, and how it's affecting us. And as astrologers, we knew that this would be a really big year and we weren't really exactly sure how it would play out. But, you know, with those planets being in Capricorn, Capricorn rules our foundation. So basically wherever there's cracks in the foundation, in the educational system, in the financial system, in governmental systems, these are where we are going to see them breaking down, almost collapsing, um, especially, you know, with Pluto there, because Pluto tends to, you know, it's, it's the destroyer. It's the transformational energy. And it kind of exposes things. It exposes, you know, the the shadow aspects um, of all of these systems. And then Saturn, Saturn is there as well. And Saturn's kind of the authority figure. It's the disciplinary. It's the responsible. But it's also, you know, Lord Karma. And it constricts things. And then you have Jupiter coming in. And Jupiter rules expansion. So it blows it up. It magnifies it. And actually... Right now, we have Mars there as well. So these are all major, you know, major players, major heavy hitters in the sky. And they are all kind of exponentially magnifying each other. And so this is really a time when we're seeing major breakdowns in our, in all of our systems. You're not painting a very optimistic picture for me right Okay, well, it, it does look that way. It appears that way right now. But I see it as the breakdown that needs to happen, that's been 
projected to happen because you know with the the alignment of the planets the way they are right now it's like there's no avoiding it this is the energy of right now but it's like what comes after we need this to happen we can't stay on the path we've been heading in we can't be living in a society or a world where we're you know crushing our natural resources and the planet and the way that we're just mindlessly building out of integrity, out of morals. And so I think it's having us relook at the way that we live and what what is and isn't acceptable. And even, you know, down to our governments, like our of our governments for people or our governments for big corporation and who are they serving. And so it kind of is breaking things down at a level so that we can rebuild. So I see this as a great opportunity. It's the great transformation. And a lot of times the way that the transformations look on the surface or when they start to happen can be, you know, kind of scary, kind of like what's going on. It's kind of the unknown is what's kind of pointing out these fears that are coming up for people. And I think what a lot of it is, you know, asking of us is to sit back and look at the bigger picture. Don't these things need to happen though we don't like the way that it's coming about, but it was bound to happen at some point. And so this is kind of like the climactic point in astrology for this kind of breakthrough to happen. And we are going to see a breakthrough happen. It might not be towards the end of this year. And that's because Saturn, which has been in Capricorn for about two and a half years now, it did just move into Aquarius, but it's going to retrograde back out in a couple months and then move back in for about two and a half years in December. And Aquarius rules you know, the, those breakthroughs, it rules the inventor, it rules the thinking outside of the box, going into the future and, and having the realization to find the solutions to the problems and the issues that we have on our planet today. So I believe we're going to see all of that happen, you know, starting December of this year. And in 2021, Jupiter will also be in Aquarius. So we have these two major planets there rebuilding, reshaping, um, and us kind of looking at things from a very broader perspective, which we have not been doing. So it's completely changing the structure of our society, the way we live, even just, I think, thought patterns are breaking down in a major way. And so a lot of times it looks scary or, you know, the, the way that it presents itself doesn't look positive, but it's not till after, it's not till much later that you're able to see that uh, it actually is a good thing. That is a lot of information that you just shared with us. And it's fascinating. And I understand that you're looking at, our world from a perspective of an astrologer, someone who knows a lot about the way the planets are aligned and where they go and what they do and how they influence us. And I don't mean to be being, you know, all devil's advocate, but the idea of something kind of in control that we can't see. Right. Is we can see, we can see the planets. <laughs> Right. Well, that's true. That's true. But that in itself, as I was listening to you talk, I was thinking, 
wow, so there are these forces that are happening in the galaxy that are creating all of this. There is this energy that is shaping everything that's going here on planet Earth. Is that a fair statement from your perspective? I mean, not even planet Earth. I would say the galaxy as a whole. Because, I mean, we're looking at things from the Earth's perspective and how the planets are aligning with us. They can align in a positive, um, a harmonious aspect, or they can align with planet Earth in a negative, more challenging aspect. So that's how we can read the energies that are coming towards us. Or even looking at from, you know, a different planet, it's going to affect the other planets a little bit differently depending on the aspect, the angle, whether it's harmonious or not. Or also, in general, most of these, all of the planets in our galaxy are going through specific constellations. And right now we have a group of them all sitting in the constellation of Capricorn. So we look at what is the energy of Capricorn and how is it infecting us and why are we all feeling this constriction, this follow the rules, the, you know, do what's right and it's going to be hard and we're feeling the weight of the world. I mean, that is a lot of what the energy of Capricorn can be. It's the weight of the world. It's Lord Calmer. It's, it's Father Time. And it's, it has to do with clearly something's not working. And just this epidemic is having us look at how our health system is kind of failing us and what we need to do to get right with that. And even how our governmental systems are failing us, um, how it is causing a financial collapse. So it's, it's showing us where there are cracks in these foundations so that we can do something about it, so we can make them right, so that we can thrive. As we talk about this, I'm thinking about this energy. I think that's one of the reasons that people can be skeptical about your line of work is that we can't see it. But we can feel it. Like right. See, I think that's the thing that I love about it most. It validates how we're, most of us are feeling. And you can break it down to, you know, and even the outer planets, which are the planets that I'm talking about, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, they are uh, transpersonal. They're kind of, you know, a collective as a whole, as a planetary consciousness. The, this is what we're feeling. The personal planets, what your sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, those are the personal planets. That's affecting you at a more personal level. So we can look at both what the collective is experiencing as well as what you as a, you know, a person more singled out is feeling as well. There's obviously a lot of fear. There's obviously a lot of heartache. There's death. I mean, it is a tough thing to watch. It is like a tough thing. Yes, definitely. And especially, you know, today, um, the early hours of the morning, even, you know, last night in some places, depending where you live, there was a, or there is a new moon in Aries. And this new moon, for example, is hitting off Chiron and Chiron is the wounded healer. And with Chiron, it has to do with looking at our mortality. And it has to do with a spiritual crisis or a spiritual awakening. So it can affect you again, either positive or negatively. Every, every planetary energy has a positive or negative uh, characteristics or influence upon you. But Chiron is something that has us 
look at what is it that we need to heal that we came into this life to heal in order for us to die a peaceful death. And so your Chiron return happens at age 50. And so that's an energy around age 50, give or take a year, is when everyone experiences their first Chiron return. And so it's like we're collectively experiencing a Chiron return, the new moon, the moon, the sun are literally sitting together, conjunct in the sky with Chiron. And it's an Aries and Aries is the warrior and Aries has us look at our identity. Who am I? And it also has us look at, you know, where we need to show up and have courage have courage to look at our wounds, have courage to heal what needs to heal, especially when it comes to what's standing in the way of you to be able to die with ease and grace. Like what are those things that we've pushed away and not looked at that are blocking us from, you know, having that fear of the unknown of death. And so this is an opportunity that we're experiencing today to look at that and to make peace with that. And so it kind of shows you where the energies are guiding us, what they're pushing us to do. And we do have free will. We can decide what, what it is we want to do, which direction we want to go. But one thing I like to explain about astrology, yes, we have free will. We can make our own decisions. But of the many paths that we have to go down, astrology helps us be pulled. It's like where the soul is longing to go, where the soul is being pulled to learn what we came to learn, to understand what the soul needs to learn our purpose in this lifetime. And that's what astrology helps you to understand. When you look at the totality, which I think you've done a great job of explaining, what do you say to the people who just either don't get it or are just so scared, so freaked out. This is a lot to process. I understand that. Process. I, mean, I feel like people who have been, you know, distracted, who have been, um, it's, it's like, to me, it's a very, it's like who is in a place of having mental stability right now? Because it comes down to, I think, what your core beliefs are. And I think a lot of people need to be, reminded because they're being triggered their survival's coming up which is aries and that's what we're in right now the moon the sun chiron black moon all in aries and aries has to do with the warrior and so what does the warrior want to do it wants to fight because it's in survival mode and it fears its death and so in a way we're all kind of getting that hit off but if there's the deep core essence of who you are feels safe and knows that they're going to be okay and i think you know mantra is a powerful way for you to say affirmations to remind yourself that i am safe i am okay i'm going to get through this i'm going to be stronger i think you know it all comes down to where you're at mentally even emotionally spiritually what is your spiritual wealth what is your emotional wealth how is your health and so i think we're checking in on these other things that are just as important even if not more important than how we're doing physically uh, i know you know obviously finances is a big thing that's coming up as well that's triggering off this survival can i eat tomorrow can i have shelter tomorrow so it's like our basics needs what is it is it maslow's pyramid who talks about what our hierarchy of needs are 
And that's what's really getting hit off for a lot of people. And they're reacting and they're reacting out of fear and they're reacting out of the survival mode. And so, and it's that, you know, that warrior coming out because it feels like it needs to defend itself. But I think if we can look at it from a broader perspective, because Aries has to do with self, me, myself, and I, am I okay? But if we can turn that around and go, what about we? What if we're all looking out for each other? What if we look at the broader collective? What if we did have systems that were taking care of us, you know, in, in this broader sense, and we're all taking care of one another, then we don't have that need to kind of go out and, and fight each other. And we don't feel like it's just, you know, me against the world. To those people who are in the world and really struggling, do you have any thoughts about things that they could do probably things they'd never done before to help with their own personal soul transformation? Absolutely. I think to me, you know, the power of acknowledging what it is, maybe they can or can't put their finger on it to write it down, to look at it. If they can kind of pull themselves out of having the emotional experience of it, because sometimes when you're so emotionally involved with something, it's hard for you to kind of stand outside and get an outsider's perspective. And so sometimes writing it down, writing down what their fears are, and maybe writing down what is the worst case scenario, and then writing down what if that's not true? What if that scenario is not true? What would be the best case scenario? Because it's like we're letting our minds take over. And this is why it's important to have a meditation practice because you do learn to control your mind. You can actually learn to control your mind. It is a muscle. And so writing down, you know, what is it that's, that's coming up for me? Um, what is it that needs to be addressed and looked at and write out all the scenarios. These are all the scenarios, how it could play out and just go through and start accepting it, accepting that, yes, this is a possibility, but in the best case scenario, this could also happen. And so I think it's just playing it out because it's, it's the fear of the unknown that gets you every time. And then also you would be amazed at how much even just breath work, Breath work is a powerful way to move that fear out of the body and literally release it out. I think just, you know, self-care in general, doing what you need to do to move that energy out of your body, literally moving the body. And I know some of us are, you know, stuck in our houses, but there's a plethora of videos online to help you move that energy out of your body because that stagnant energy of of fear, it's gripping people literally and making them lethargic, making them not able to, to move it. They're just sitting in it. And it's a very overwhelming and helpless feeling that's not going to help you move it out. So it's like, move it out with breath, move it out with writing, sing about it, dance about it, write about it, do art, like do what you need to do because it's a form of expression, whether it's words, however it is, but it's like getting it out, getting it out of you because we have to, we are the vessel, you know? And so for new ideas, for new information to come in, you can't be caught up in this old stagnant energy of this old stagnant information that's literally keeping people, you know, crippled in a way. And so it's, this is an opportune time for us to 
move the body and allow ourselves to cleanse almost. Make sure you're drinking water. Are you taking all your vitamins? Are you eating as healthy as you possibly could? Like this is what is being called into action right now. What's your go-to? I, I like to do yoga. I like to do Pilates. I like to meditate every morning for at least 20 minutes. Um, and even if I wake up in the middle of the night, it's like, I'm going to meditate. This is a time for me to be at peace you know, with myself. I love to read. I love to take Epsom salt baths. That's really healthy and detoxifying as well. Even just taking my dog for a, a walk. You know, I really love sitting in silence. I love lighting candles. You know, when this was first going on, I was checking the news pretty often. And now I allow myself to check the news once a day. I get one, you know, one point in the day for 20 minutes. I'm going to read all the headlines. I'm, I think it's important to be informed. But when that is taking over the majority of your day, it is constantly hitting off that survival mode. And I think that that is not, it's not a healthy place to be living in fight or flight because there's so much adrenaline, so much is being pumped into your body. And it's, you can't live like that, you know? And so I think it's like, what are you giving your attention to? What you were just talking about is very consistent with what all of the, say, non-astrologers have been saying, the psychologists, just some of the rational government people. <laughs> you know, there are a few, right, who, who are somewhat <laughs> rational and, and helpful. The things that are happening on social media also, I think, a lot of it is, is, is very positive and good. Laughing. I mean, oh my God, you know, I, there are so many things that are popping up now that where laughter is, you can just, I, the things that I'm seeing, I probably wouldn't have laughed as hard at as I do given the current state of affairs. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, and, laughter is a wonderful way of, of, you know, bringing, kind of clearing out that heaviness that we're all have been experiencing and, and bring, remember, you know, that there is joy. And it is the best medicine. And I do think it's really healthy to laugh every day. And so that is a really positive way to, even if it's just for five minutes, you know, do something that's going to, you know, make you laugh. And whether it's, you know, watch something that makes you laugh. But I think that's really important. Do you have any good jokes? Are you a joke teller? Do you have I'm any? not a joke teller. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any jokes. So you have nothing that you can add to this conversation right now that will make the audience laugh? Um, I don't have uh, anything right now that's going to make the audience laugh. But what I would like to say is I do see this situation turning. I do see us, you know, being in a position where it is going to move out. And what's happening is the planets, all of these planets I was talking about, they're all going to retrograde. And so right now they're all moving direct. So that energy is building. When a planet's moving forward, it's building. Um, the wonderful thing is starting as early as the end of April, and by May, all these heavy hitter planets, um, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, they're all going to start retrograding uh, by May. And so we're going to see that energy of this building that's happening with this pandemic to be decreasing, to be moving away. And so that's going to be happening late April, early May. 
And they're all going to be retrograde for approximately five months. And then by October, you know, end of September, October, they're all going to be moving direct again. So there is a possibility of stuff maybe resurfacing a little bit by October. But I do think by May, we're going to see it receding. And then it might, you know, a few more things might pop up towards the end of the year, October. But like I said, by December, Saturn and Jupiter are going to be moving into Aquarius, which is the solutions, the answers, being able to find what it is that we need to do so this doesn't happen again. Do you have a sense of who's going to win the presidential election in November? I have not looked at that yet. I would need a little bit more time to look that over. <laughs> All right. I can't well, tell you offhand right now. <laughs> to summarize then, you're basically saying that we still have a few more months before things calm down. Yes. And then it'll be calmer and we'll have kind of a summer. And then in yeah. October, there may be something we'll up. Surface, yeah. And then COVID-19 will be out of the news maybe by January. December. Yeah, January, December. Yes. Nice. That'll be cool. Yeah. Are you tired of hearing about it yet? I'm realizing that it's it feels better. I feel better. I feel more... happiness and optimism about life when I'm not giving it my attention because I'm choosing what I'm giving my attention to. Tara Jade Nichols, astrologer, Portland, Oregon. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. And I would like to check in with you again in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. You've been listening to Filling the Air with Words, version 2.0. Find us on Facebook. SoundCloud, and Twitter, dedicated to the life and memory of our friend Jane Shannon.